Are you one of those people that maybe you understand that you were made on purpose for a purpose, but you just can't find the time to step into that purpose? Well, you are not alone, my friends. I can relate to you completely, but I've learned some things along the way, and that's what today's episode's going to be. This is going to be extremely practical, but sometimes we got to just tear things back a little bit, peel the layers of the onion back, and just approach things on a more practical level. So today, we're talking about budgeting your time. What's up, everybody? This is Rethink with Clint Zeller. My name's Clint Zeller. (laughs) Before we get started, if you're watching this on YouTube, do me a favor, click the subscribe button, like this video, and leave me a comment down below. I want to have a conversation with you. So that's awesome. And and, uh, also what leaving a comment and interacting with these videos does is it really helps the algorithm get these these messages out so more people can hear them. So I'd greatly appreciate that. Also, if you're listening to this on Apple iTunes, leave me a five-star review. Not four, not two, not one, not even three. I skipped that. (laughs) Just five and say something real nice in that review. If you don't have anything nice to say, do not say anything at all. All right. (laughs) Now that that's out of the way, let's jump in to this week's episode, budgeting your time. Man, sometimes things like this, I I used to skip over because I thought I just needed spiritual things. And I, I neglected the fact that taking care of our lives, taking care of our soul, Taking care of our time is a very spiritual thing because if God's called you to something big, but you don't have time to step into it, man, you're, you're missing out on something that is meant for, for you to experience and not just for you to experience, but for the world to experience because believe it or not, you have something that the world needs. And it might not seem like that right now, but I'm telling you, you have something on the inside of you that the world needs to hear or experience. We can't allow a lack of time to keep us from stepping into that thing. It's not only robbing you, it's robbing others. And this is something that became very real to me. I read this quote by Zig Ziglar a few years ago. He said, you don't have to be great to start but you have to start to be great. But the reality is many of us never start first because we don't see that greatness on the inside of us. We don't understand the power that we possess, but we also, we, we're bogged down by life. Man, we have, we have jobs. We got to pay the bills. We have kids that keep us up all night and we got to take care of them. And I'm not by any means telling us to neglect those things, but what I am saying that it, is that if we can take a step back and, and objectively look at where we spend our time, I think you'll realize that you have more time than you think. I had to do that. I, um, well, it, it's kind of like budgeting your finances. 
before you budget your finances, you have to put it all out on the table. Say, this is how much I owe certain places. This is what it takes to survive. And this is where I've been wasting money. And if I only just, if I quit eating out so much, maybe I'd have some extra money. If I quit just ordering whatever popped into my mind on Amazon, maybe I'd have some extra money. Maybe if I cut some of these subscriptions out, I'd have some extra money. And so, but you have to be brutally honest with yourself. And so that's something that I did. I, I, I took a step back and I looked at my time and I started to adjust accordingly. And the Bible talks about, about time. This is in Ephesians 5, verse 15. This is the Amplified Bible. It says, look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as the wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Evil here isn't talking about like devil, devil stuff. It's talking about in the Greek, that word evil in this verse means full of labors, annoyances, and hardships. So making the very most of time, buying up each opportunity because the days are full of labors, annoyances, hardships. In other words, life happens. Annoyances happen. Unexpected things happen. Life is going to throw some curveballs at you, and we got to be prepared for them. Um, therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. Man, that's a good. That's some good stuff right there. Don't be vague and thoughtless. That's how we. Many of us me included, in the past, have been vague and thoughtless of how I do a lot of things. I'm just going through life and really just hoping for the best. But the Lord wants us to be intentional and really be specific. And he says, firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. Well, the will of the Lord for you first is to enjoy life. And if you're too busy, you're working all the time and you're always filling your schedule with unimportant things, you're not going to enjoy life. I mean, at, at the most basic level, that's what God wants for you. He doesn't want you to be stressed. He wants you to be at rest. And so we got to take life captive. We got to take it by the horns and say, enough is enough. There's so much on the inside of me that I want to see come to pass. I'm going to find time to do it. And I'm telling you, whenever you do what I'm about to tell you, you're going to realize how much time you have. So you ready? Are you ready for this? <laughs> oh, man. The, the reality is there are less talented people than you out there experiencing a better life, not just because they've gotten a hold of this. Sit on that one. <laughs> All right, let's see. I uh, broke down my time. So this is, when I talk about budgeting time, this is what I'm talking about. I started to look at my life and I was so overwhelmed. We were uh, working. 
I, I was a director of a Bible college. Laura's a nurse. My wife, Laura's a nurse. Uh, we are homeschooling our uh, two of our kids. One of them was a little younger, uh, who wasn't in school yet. And uh, just our lives were a mess. We were stressed out, and we just could not keep our head above water. So one day, I, I, I looked up how many hours are in a week. 168. 168 hours are in a week. And I started to look at that. That's what I have. That's like, that's my paycheck. I am given every week 168 hours. And then I started to look at where am I spending these hours? And so let me put this up here. You got to sleep, right? Well, uh, for this example, and not everybody's the same, but for this example, I said eight hours a night. That's a lot for me. I'm usually between six or seven, but for this example, I'm going with eight. Eight times seven is 56. So you subtract those 56 hours from the 168 and you're left with 12. Then 112, you got to get ready for work, right? Well, I'm, I'm assuming it takes you an hour to get ready every day. Some of you more, some of you less. For me, it takes, oh, I don't know, two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes to get ready. <laughs> but some of you, a little bit longer than that. Some, I bet right now you're looking at me and saying, I see that. I see that. And that is offensive. It hurts my feelings when you say things like that. Anyway, seven hours a week of getting ready. That's 105 hours. Then you got to go to work. A full-time job is 40 hours. Subtract 40. You're left with 65. I'm, I'm assuming many of you work out. Let's say you work out for an hour a day. Now you're left with 58 hours. Got to eat, right? All right, I'm going to assume that you're going to take about an hour a day in actual eating. Now I do know that some of you like to cook. And cooking can take hours sometimes. I don't like to cook. I make very simple things. I eat eggs. I eat bacon. I eat. I make a burger. I grill a steak. I'm not doing these super uh, extravagant meals. I'm just trying to get full with some food that, that does taste good. So that's me. But if you took one day, took your Saturday or Sunday, and you cooked the, the meals, you meal prepped, then this actually isn't that unrealistic. You just take it out of the fridge and you, you heat it up and you, you eat it. So seven hours isn't uh, unrealistic, okay? So with those things, I look at those as necessities. Those are necessities. You are left with 51 hours left in your week. 51 hours to do whatever you want. And again, this is just an example. I understand that some people have a long commute and, and a number of different things come up. You got to take your kids to school. You got to do different things. I understand all that. But as an example, let's say that you drive 45 minutes to work every day. So you subtract, man, I should have I used an easier number. <laughs> let's go with an hour. You got to drive an hour to work every, every day. There and back is two hours out of your day. That's 14 hours. You're still left with uh, 51 minus 14. You do the math. I, <laughs> I'm not wasting days or time out of my days learning math. I'll tell you that much. But the point is, 
you have more time than you realize. I have more time than I realize. But even whenever I was talking about where we were in life, we were homeschooling our kids. We were, we had jobs. We were doing all these, uh, we we're filling our time with different things. We had to be brutally honest with ourselves. We had to say, maybe at this point in our life, homeschooling is not the best decision for us. Not if we want to step into this life that we want. Maybe we'll get back to it at some point. But right now, no, because we had to take a step back and say, we have something great on the inside of us. And we got to do whatever it takes in order to walk these things out. And this is not a podcast about homeschool. You may love homeschool. You may hate homeschool. I don't know. But that's where I was at that point. I did not want to put my kids back in school. But when I did and I reassessed things, I realized that it was actually a much better situation for not just me, not just for my wife, but for my kids as well. And I know some of you are like, yeah, homeschool's dumb. Okay. But you get the point, right? <laughs> you get the point. We had to make some, st- some tough decisions in our life and kind of let go of some things that were very important to us because we knew that there was something greater for us to experience. We also realized that we would get home from work every day and watch an episode or two on Netflix or Hulu or something. We watch TV for a couple hours. But when you start budgeting your time, you'll see two hours a night watching TV doesn't seem that bad, but that's 14 hours of wasted time. 14 hours. So we had to cut some of that. And I'm not saying don't watch TV. I'm not saying don't have any fun, but what I am saying is if, if all we're doing is saying, I don't have time, but we're not budgeting our time a certain way, then we shouldn't be complaining that we don't have time. Because like I said, you're, you, you have 168 hours. Everyone gets paid the same. Some people steward what they're given better and they're able to do what they're created to do. So maybe you have a job that you're un, you're unhappy at. You're unhappy at your job. Do you quit your job? No. You take the extra time that you have that you used to waste toward or waste doing other things. You take that time outside of work, outside of all the necessities and you use it to build up the thing that you want to do. I know this seems simple and it almost seems like a little self-helpy, but it gets neglected. I neglected it for a long time. I saw this. Studies show that most people only spend 20% of their time on the thing that they are really gifted at, excited to do, and created to do. 20% of their time goes to that. That means that 80% of the time they're busy but not effective. Busy, but not effective. I know many people who, if they're not living at a certain level of stress, they feel like they're not doing enough. But I'm telling you, that is not where the Lord wants you to be. We're not meant to live at a certain level of stress. Again, we're supposed to be at rest. And rest doesn't mean inactivity. Rest means that you are approaching things and you're actually doing more than you ever thought possible 
but you're not stressed out about it because it's the thing that you're created to do. It's a thing that you're excited to do, the thing that you love to do. So rather than spending 20% of our time on the thing that we are passionate about and 80% on everything else, what if we flipped it? What if we what if our goal was to spend 80% of our time doing that thing that you're excited about, that you're created for? How much better would your life be? How much less stress would you be under? That's where I think we need to be. Just like our, our goal should be to, to live on 20% of our income and give away 80%. I'm not telling you that's got to be your goal, but that's my goal. How awesome would that be to give away 80% of my income? Well, if that's what I want to do, I got to steward my finances and start redirecting the ship in that direction and things. And then I become a better giver. It's the same with time. It's the same with everything. We got to take a step back and say, what am I saying yes to? And what am I saying no to? And maybe I need to say no to more things. Maybe just for a time, I cut out the Netflix. Maybe just for a time, I, I, I don't go and, and do the things that I always do. Do I, you don't have to go. I don't know what y'all do. Some, you ever start a sentence and you don't know where you're ending it. That was one of those for me. All right. (laughs) The point of all this is be intentional with your time. Treat it like a budget, budget your time. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about even more practical things that I've done that really break things down on a a smaller level. This is more macro. In the next episode, we're going to talk about the micros that you can do in order to find time throughout the, the day. But man, just think about this stuff. Just think about it. And if you have been saying that I know I'm created for greatness... I just don't have time to step into it. Get out your notepad. Write down 168. And for one week, every time you do something, time it and write it down just for one week. And find out where you're spending your time. I guarantee you, you're going to find time. I found time. I found a lot of time. And it's caused me to be able to be a better father a better husband, a better pastor. And I'm able to do stuff like this because I found the time to do it when before I was too overwhelmed to ever step into something greater. That's what I want for you. All right, so that's all I have for you today. If you enjoyed this video, again, click the like button, subscribe to this channel, hit the bell so you're notified every time I upload a video. Comment down below. I'd love to have a conversation with you. And until then, or wait, until next time, rethink everything.